The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Welcome, everyone, to Happy Hour. Giving everybody a moment or two to arrive. One of the states of mind that we can cultivate that will help us move in the direction of freedom uh, from dissatisfaction, stress, and suffering is the mind state of contentment. Contentment includes an ability to discern between our wants and needs. And we may discover that our needs are actually few. While, you know, we have many ones and they can keep proliferating as we go through life, seeing, reading, and hearing about um, things, books, entertainments, solutions to daily life problems. But when our minds become too narrowly focused on wanting, um, or in other respects, the mind becomes too narrow, we can engage in unwholesome thinking, sometimes wanting more of everything we already have or more, you know, better things than what we have or uh, being very obsessed by what we don't have in life, maybe by comparing ourselves with others or imagining that our circumstances should be different than they are. And when we're in that kind of corner, that narrow mindset, we're letting desire, aversion, and delusion take hold of the mind. So instead of wanting more or wanting reality to be different than it is, or imagining, I mean different than it is in the moment, or imagining that there's a way things are supposed to be for us, if instead at times we step back and are able to appreciate our current circumstances, just seeing things exactly as they are right now and regarding our lives with enough equanimity that that sometimes when we can do that, we can start to cultivate the ease and the reliable peace of mind that can then meet life's inevitable ups and downs without so much reactivity, without the emotional and mental highs and lows. So contentment benefits from our ability to step back and take a broader perspective on things. That perspective can offer the realization for those of us here on the Zoom that we're actually quite fortunate in a whole lot of respects. We each have a cell phone or a computer that's allowing us to connect and meditate together this evening. We either have a meditation practice already, or we're seeing if we can develop one, a steady practice, or we're just showing up uh, to give this a try and see how it might help us. And that means we have some intention to work on our internal conditions, our internal world. 
Um, I think we all have enough of the basics of food, shelter, and health. Even if our health is not perfect, even if where we live is not perfect, even if what we eat is not perfect, we have enough energy left over to do this. And chances are there's quite an infrastructure in your community that supports your health, your well-being, your ability to thrive. So contentment helps us have simpler lives. You know, you could, I'm sure we can, many of us can relate to this. How many things do you have in your home that you haven't used in a while? We pay a price for the convenience that comes with owning so many tools and resources in that we have to house and care for all these things that we may only use occasionally. Similarly, many of us overfill our lives with activity. So one of the interesting reported outcomes of the pandemic, and I heard this personally from a lot of friends, was that people became accustomed to simpler social lives. Um, Not a few people told me they found it calming to do less. And um, employers found this challenging to coax people back to coming uh, back to the office in person, so much so that in the end I heard that some either modified the work week to include Zoom days as well as days in person, or others ended up setting hard deadlines by which their employees had to come back to work. It seemed like when there is unfilled time available in people's lives, it can have the effect of producing less pressure and a more contented state of mind and sometimes offers an opportunity for other kinds of growth. I was struck by how many people turned back towards being in nature, because that was one of the few things people had, um, and maybe a quieter life, and that it fostered some uh, relaxation in a deep way. So as we settle into meditation this evening, The invitation is towards cultivation of contentment or the related attributes for that. So settling into the posture, the level of alertness that supports your practice. Perhaps practicing some contentment with the body just as it is in this moment. It means, you know, our bodies can be tired, they can be achy, they can be in pain, or they can be well-rested, feel some energy, feel some relaxation. However it is, just accepting it in a way or allowing it as this is this is how the body is at this moment of the day, at this particular day, and it comes and goes. Some of these things vary by from moment to moment or day by day or time of day. What if we were accepting in a way of what is here right now in the body? Content that we're alive? Content for whatever level of health we have.
What if we were allowing the emotional state or the mood that is here right now? Allowing the thoughts or any thinking that's here. Not that we love everything we think or feel, but more that it's the natural outcome of events that preceded this. So, just trying on for size, some level of contentment, yes, these are the emotions, these are the thoughts that are here. And if there's some part of you that right now is feeling quite differently than contentment, quite the opposite, allowing that, just noticing what is here. the truth of this moment. If you'd like, I'll drop in some phrases. You can let my voice fade into the background if there's some other form of meditation that's best for you right now in being with your mind state, your body. But I'll say a few phrases that you can notice which ones resonate for you. Phrases of appreciation or some form of contentment or the aspiration for more contentment. May I appreciate where I'm able to live. May I be content with what I have to eat. May I guard myself from inner and outer harm. May I be content with the efforts I am currently able to make on behalf of my own health, safety, and well-being.
May I accept some contentment with the way the practice of mindfulness is unfolding me. Contentment with my practice just the way it is right now in this moment. May I be content with my efforts towards freedom from suffering. And continuing in silence with whatever forms of contentment are arising, or wishes for contentment to be stronger in some areas, allowing what surfaces in your own meditation, allowing your heart to feel appreciation.
if the mind tends to struggle against the idea of contentment, perhaps allowing yourself to consider, are there things I fight with in my life or struggle with where I don't want to be complacent, but I could practice a little more appreciation or contentment with parts of my experience.
And so this invitation to consider contentment is not a in con it's not in conflict with the very healthy desire to uh, turn away from unwholesome things towards wholesome things, to practice with more diligence, or to in any way improve um, something that we're doing that we can feel isn't isn't right. But it's more about what are the areas where you could afford to be more appreciative of what you already have. Um, let's take for an example um, relationships. Sometimes people are very intent on how their relationships have to change or how a partner needs to change in order for things to work or how the relationship needs to change. And occasionally, on a day-to-day basis, it could be a good thing to appreciate what is there instead of looking towards what isn't there. And the same thing can be true of work we do, caregiving we do. You know, we can certainly want to uh, maybe change professions, change jobs, uh, change how we work with something. And yet, in a moment-to-moment, day-by-day vein, appreciate or feel some contentment for what is working. So the invitation in the breakout groups tonight is just to maybe give some thought to what are some things that you might be able to practice some contentment with that don't, um, then you're not uh, practicing complacency, more you're practicing appreciation for what for some of the good things that you have in your life. What are some of those areas? And what are some of the areas where you struggle with things that you might be able to drop some of the struggle and have at least some contentment for some virtues or goodness that's there? So uh, thank you, Neil, for being here this evening and for posting um, the Google group for everyone. And also... Um, Thank you for posting the encouragements for uh, group practices that are helpful to everyone. So usually what we do is we go around in a group of three or four, sometimes two, um, and we share one short thing at a time. And we share from our own heart and our own experience without commenting on what someone else is sharing, without offering advice to anyone else for what they've shared but really speaking from your own experience and listening wholeheartedly. We'll spend about 10 minutes in those rooms, and when we come back, we'll share again from our own experience, not um, sharing what anybody else in the group said. We keep what's said in the group confidential. So if you find yourself in a group alone, just wait there for a second, and I will move you to another group um, that has other people in it. So... Here we go. Oh. Oh, something's going wrong with my breakout room function. Neil, would you be able to help me out here? It's Absolutely. not it's not sorting people into rooms. So I don't know what's wrong with my software here, but how long would you like it to be for? Um, 10 minutes would be great. I 
think I've had my computer on a little too long without rebooting. Oh. Okay, here you go. Thanks so much, Neil. Did you want to be sent to a group or you want to yeah, hang yeah, out? Yeah, I'll hop Okay, great. Thank you. I think I'll be able to close the rooms. It just, I just had one it, long list of everybody there. It, it'll close up. They'll close on their own. When the oh, okay. Up. Cool. Thank you. Welcome back. We now have about nine minutes to uh, share any learnings, inspirations, questions, thoughts. So please raise your Zoom hand. Richard, please. Hmm. Your video disappeared instead of unmuting yourself. Oops. Hang on a second. Let's try this one more time. Thank you for your patience, Richard. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, if you have a lot of serenity, certainly equanimity comes a lot easier. Which, which comes first? <laughs> Good question. Guess you'll, that's to be discovered. Oh, well, when I discover it, I'll tell you. Okay. Great. Thank you. Aishwarya. Thank you. Um, I had I wanted to share some things that came up in our room and also had some questions about it. Sure. When we were talking about being content in relationships, when we were thinking about that, um, we were talking about, like, I explored the idea of contentment with a relationship with myself like contentment with what I've achieved. I seem to struggle with it, hitting a certain age with where I could have been, where I am, you know, and it does that fall under the contentment you're saying. Do you have any tips to for us to practice so we can be more content in the relationship with ourselves? Beautiful. Um, thank thank you. you for that inspiration. And yes, um, I think we can, you know, the tendency, maybe it's a cultural tendency, maybe it's a way that some of us were conditioned, is to strive, 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 think that we've always supposed to have done more than we ever have accomplished. I remember hitting the age of 30 and thinking, oh, I'm 30 and I haven't done this, 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 and this. And I now look back on that and just have to laugh. But um, so, you know, instead of always being tilted all the way over towards striving, at times, as, just as you're saying, we could reflect on, okay, there are things about myself, what I've accomplished is one arena, but also just how I am, who I am. I'm showing up for a meditation group and participating in breakout groups. 
and, you know, practicing some kindness towards each other and towards myself. So that's a good thing. So just to allow that there are good qualities, good qualities in your relationship to yourself, um, things that you offer the world that maybe other people would be would be able to tell you more easily than you could tell yourself. But you could take a moment to just relax into it and think, okay, you know, where am I helpful? What am I doing that's good? And then um, also to appreciate the hard work that you've already done and the things that you've done with your life that you think are admirable and, you know, worth people doing. So... Is that helpful? I mean, I think you you kind of had your own answer, actually, almost. But yes, it's very helpful. Liz. Mm-hmm. I think so. It was it was very helpful to even recognize my relationship with self as a relationship and recognize contentment in that context. Yeah, very powerful. I think for a lot of people, because sometimes people put themselves last. You know, it's always about the relationship with everybody else. But what about this one here? So thank you so much, Ashwarya. Thank you. And Pat. Um, Thank you, Liz, for this tonight. Poignant for my own life. Um, But one of the things we talked about was the the issue of uh, complacency versus contentment. And I realized that contentment gives me a grounding from which to gaze out at what's going on with the circumstances. And maybe if I want to make changes, to make them from a different point of view than, than struggle with, compla- with thinking that I'm being complacent, not doing enough, and, and that whole um, entanglement. Mm-hmm. So that's where I ended up. Yeah, that's, that's that. great. Really appreciate that perspective that, you know, having an ability to ground ourselves Mm -hmm. really does, you know, provide some of that equanimity Richard referred to that could enable us to have a better perspective. And, you know, uh, many of us are highly perfectionistic. Like until I get the nth degree of something done, somehow we're at ourselves or on our own backs and maybe we could take things a little more incrementally and appreciate the steps along the way. Neil, please. When this meditation started, I'm like, I I have nothing to be unhappy about. I'm like so content, you know, and I started thinking and suddenly then like all these, like, I was like so discontent, like all these things (laughs) one after the next started popping up, you know, and it was just, you know, it, it really, Right. It was so striking, you know, how it like went from like, you know, 
<laughs> you know, cruising in one direction to, you know, totally cruising in the other direction. You know, it, it, it left me thinking, right, which um, I haven't had much time, but, you know, you know, how much perspective really matters on what you take away. Yes. Right. When I, right, right. I mean, it was like fine. And then it was like miserable <laughs> and they yeah. both felt equally real. Right. You know, even in retrospect, you know, and, and, you know, and certainly one of those perspectives, one of those viewpoints is happier and, and builds the sort of things I want to have in my life more than the other. Yeah. And that in itself is a very powerful realization, right? Because sometimes just by shifting the lens we're looking through, we could either be totally miserable or we could be pleasantly content. And um, also it points to a feature of this practice that is the purification part where, you know, any doubts or other struggles sometimes are surfaced by this practice. Um, I've been this week, I've been the online teacher for a retreat. And the same thing can happen in the rhythm of a retreat. It can happen during a sitting. It can happen during a retreat where you're going along pretty calm, pretty peaceful, maybe appreciative. And all of a sudden, all this garbage, come, what feels like really tough stuff comes up all at once, just this storm. And it's actually an interesting way that the mind shows us this other facet and gets maybe gets the poison up and out. Um, so that we can then maybe sometimes move towards more easily making a choice. Okay, do I want to go this way with this? Or do I want to go that way? And what are the, you know, what's serving me right now? So I really appreciate you sharing that experience. So thank you thank very you. much, everyone, for your practice this evening. And I hope you benefit from contentment. See you next week. Thanks, Liz. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you, Liz. Thanks, Bye, Ray. Thank you, Liz. Bye, Ray. 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 Bye,